Hi, everyone. Today we have Nadine Mandy on the podcast. She is an actress, model, dancer, and we just found out she's also a life coach. Naz takes us into how she got into the world of life coaching, well-being, and mental health. We also really get into the benefits of therapy. Check out uh, Nazanin on Instagram. She has no other platforms because she said it's too much for her mental health. Major respect. We love that. (laughs) And don't forget to subscribe to I Am Real on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We're so grateful that you took the time. Of course. No, and trust me, I totally get all this stuff. I used to have a podcast, so I understand. I know. I used to listen to it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You just wrapped up. We wrapped up in July. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you like having a podcast? It's not for me. I am generally just a very private person. Mm-hmm. And once the pandemic started to happen, we were kind of like pulling strings, like, okay, what's happening? Like trying to find things to talk about and then guests. And it just got like too much. And then I had a lot on my plate. So I was like, you know what? This isn't my passion. So I'm just going to leave it. But I like to do other people's podcasts. So I love it. I love it. No, it's so, it is true. Like, I mean, I definitely feel like there are days you're like, oh, like I don't have the energy to podcast. You have to, yeah, exactly. Um, So I totally, I mean, I think we both can totally relate to that. So yeah, but we love obviously your story and how you know, you are also an advocate for mental health and mental well-being. And on your stories, I love how you always are putting like all the astrology, like you're a Virgo. I know that because I I was like, I know she's a Virgo, Um, but I really am curious because I've heard on your podcast, you tell stories about how you met Miguel when you were very young. And you've both been in the entertainment industry most of your lives at this point. How did being in this industry, it's a cutthroat industry, shape your mental health? I'm sure it's been a roller coaster ride. And how did you get to like the state to where you are now, where you feel like your mental well being and health, you're, you're kind of at peace inside and they're like at a, at a steady pace? Right. Well, let me start off by saying that that peace that you feel inside, it's ebb and flow. It's not constant, especially in this industry where we're on our phones all day and we, we see things and all day and, you know, we're interacting and things can be triggered. So it's like some days you're at peace and other days you're trying to find the peace. So I think it's realistic to say that that peace within some days you have it and some days you don't, but growing up in the industry, it hasn't been easy especially, you know, I battle anxiety and, you know, the pressures of this industry can be so heavy, but you do know that going into it, you know, I was always very realistic with my expectations of the industry. So with that said, I knew that I had to take my mental health in my own hands. So therapy really got me to the place where I'm at now. Like therapy, it saves my entire well-being. I encourage it to anyone that's open to it. I know a lot of, you know, a lot of people aren't or they're skeptical or both cultures are we keep everything within the family and we move forward. So exactly. And we don't really talk about it openly. Exactly. Yeah. So I wanted to break those 
just generational patterns for myself and like my future kids. It's really important to me. Therapy saved my life as well. And I started going when I was 17. I kind of like figured it out myself that I needed it. And I just went to my aunt. I was really close to her and I told her like, I think I need help. I need to talk to someone. And it like made me the person that I am now. At what age did you, when did you start going to therapy? I started going to therapy at, I would say, 27, 28. Okay. Definitely later. Again, I it wasn't that I was opposed to it. I just wasn't exposed to it. Right. When I was going through what I was going through, depression and anxiety, I don't know why it was just never an option in my mind to be like, I'm going to therapy. It was just figure it out yourself. And then, you know, you go online and you Google and you explore and you and you're like, you know what? No, I can't do this alone. And I don't need to do this alone, which I feel is a very important message. When things happen to you, it's really important to understand you're not alone and you don't need to do it alone. Yeah. How did you navigate when you were feeling depressed or anxious? I mean, it was roller coasters, to be honest with you. I was in and out of depression. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I had these things that I loved, but I was so scared to take the leap. You know, it's being with a partner who grew to be successful, and then I'm still trying to figure out, figure it out. It's scary. And you're trying to like, find your own way and your own path. And so I had enough of my own shit. And I was like, I'm going to go after what I love and what I loved when I was younger. And that was acting. So once I made that decision, I was like, what do I need to do to get myself to the best place I can to, to take those steps? That's amazing. I act as well, but I also model and do social media um, stuff. And I feel like the pressure of acting is completely different than like having to model to take pictures for Instagram. And there's something so deep and rooted. And like when you go to an audition and like you get not like judged, but like you get like they like look at everything and it's so um, challenging. Like how like I have my routine and like my things that I do before I go into an audition, like a Zoom meeting. Like what is it that you do like to prepare yourself for like those kind of things? I'm an over-preparer. So I had to learn, especially with acting, I had to stop myself from rehearsing so much. Interesting. Then it doesn't come out naturally. It's, it's too over-rehearsed. So I give myself about an hour, hour and a half. And then I have my coaches who I work with prior to castings or anything I book. And then I put material down. I just have to let it go because if I keep going, it's just not going to, the delivery is not going to be natural. Um, and then I'll go work out to calm my nerves, just get all that anxiety out. I'll do some research on the character. And if there's no research, I make some up, you know, building backstories. And I think the most important thing for me was not overdoing the rehearsing. I had to learn that the hard way a few times. Yeah, that's, that's very true, actually. Sometimes I like read the whole thing once and I just like say the way it feels to me and then I try to like not think about it and then I go back to it, like, you know, taking some time between like each. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's just so important because when we get caught up in the rhythm and the words, yeah. it doesn't come out the way it should. Yeah. Your latest movie that just came out, you actually play a half Persian, half Mexican character. No, she's Indian. She's Indian. Oh, she's Indian. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Did you feel any connection to that character? Absolutely. You know, she was the rock of her family. And she had to be the one to bring the peace in certain ways. And I can totally relate to that. I'm the eldest child. 
so I, I totally understand being in those situations, but also she was kind of the black sheep of the family. She, uh, she's gay, which is like in, you know, certain culture, yeah. you know, you, you don't talk about these things or you keep it from your parents. So it, you know, being the, also, I feel like I have been the black sheep of my family at times. So I can totally relate to that. So yeah, I mean, the film was so much fun to make. It was definitely a boot camp. I always say we shot it in less than a month. We're knocking out scenes like crazy. So it was like this boot camp that I didn't know I needed. And I'm so glad that I did it and, and got the opportunity. I love that. And what was it like to work with a female director? Oh, yeah. It makes such a difference, right? Such a difference, especially, you know, in being vulnerable. And even when you're having off days on set, which everybody does, it makes it a little easier. There's just a bit more understanding. Um, you know, she's also a very strong woman, which I love. And I learned a lot from her. It was amazing. I hope I work on a lot more projects with female directors. Would you ever want to direct yourself? Oh, for sure. For sure. Definitely down the line. Right now, I'm just like focused on acting, but producing and directing for sure. Love that. You're also really made a mark in the fashion industry. You fucking killed it at the Fenty show. It was amazing. <laughs> that, that show was like everything. Like one of the best things of this year, I feel like. Yeah, no, you Such a moment. killed it. First off, how did you meet like Rihanna and get involved with Fenty? And I know you've been a Fenty ambassador for a while, but I mean, it's an absolute dream. I've been an ambassador for them for a little under a year. And then that went, it went from being an ambassador to booking my own summer campaign, which came out in July. And then from there, I was asked to walk the show in August. So it just kind of all happened. Um, I stayed really consistent with the brand. I wholeheartedly believe in the brand and, and my relationship with them is very authentic. Um, so it was a very, very easy and natural fit. I loved how inclusive it was and how diverse. I feel like fashion needs that so much. And I feel like it's getting better this year, especially. I mean, I think Versace had their first plus size model walk the runway this year. And that was such a, such a moment. I'm from Italy. And so I know how fashion is there and they're very like, you know, old school and just like, they don't change things that much. So uh, what is one, is there a thing that you wish could change even more so in the fashion industry or something that there's so many things I, I wish could change. And I feel like we're slowly progressing, definitely seeing more people of color um, in these large campaigns. It, it needs to happen. I know when I was little, I didn't really see anybody that looked like me. And I, it's time that these little girls and boys see public figures that look like them. I just feel like it's so important. Yeah. Um, and also the standard of body types and the expectations need to evolve. You know, body types are completely different now. Standards should be different. I, I just feel like it's important. You've openly talked about suffering from body dysmorphia. When you walked the show, did you have any doubts or any of those kind of fears come out? It crossed my mind, but being in that moment, everything happened so fast. You're just really living it. Like we only shot my sequence three times. So, and you know, it's quick. You're just running through it quick. Nobody has time, especially because 
of COVID, everything had to stay on schedule and they only had a few people on set. So everything ran really fast. But yes, of course it crossed my mind. When you deal with dysmorphia and I can only talk from personal experience, it doesn't ever fully go away. You just learn to deal with it better. We both have suffered from eating disorders and body dysmorphia. Oh, I mean, a lot of the thing is so many girls do, so many women do. And like, it starts at a very young age. Like I remember being like eight or nine and like comparing my body and part of, like you mentioned, part of the change in the fashion industry and on billboards and campaigns on social media and everything has to, I mean, girls are looking at social media and TikTok and uh, now more than let's say a billboard and they're comparing themselves to these TikTok stars and whatnot. So when did you start to, was it the entertainment industry that you put that pressure on you? I was 11 years old and somebody extremely close to me mm-hmm. told me that I should watch my weight because I was gaining weight at 11. Wow. I was like tiny. I was tiny. Like I'm, I'm five, three. I've always been really petite, but I was like extra petite. It wasn't the case at all. And I wish that I could have seen myself through somebody else's eyes Mm-hmm. It was told to me as a child obviously has stuck with me till this day. So it's just so important to be mindful of how we speak to children. It's, I, I don't know, it's so mindful, so important and parents need to learn that. And I feel like they are and they're going to learn more and more. But it's, um, I, I went through the same thing when I was when I was younger. And I feel like I was never able to tell that person that it, what he said to me hurt me so much that I feel like we should be able to do that because it's almost like liberating ourselves from that kind of weight that was put on us in a way. Absolutely. Like when I see pictures of myself when I'm younger, I like my heart breaks for that little girl, you know? Well, you just like, you were like, I wish I could go back and tell this little girl. But you can tell her now. You can tell her now. Which is what we do in therapy. (laughs) What we do in therapy. Exactly. Inner child. child. Talk to your inner child. You are also a life coach. It's, it's like a, it's a whole different experience. And I haven't even been fully immersed in it yet because of COVID. I got certified in January of this year. So right before. Right before. And I have this whole plan of how I was going to release my platform and do seminars. And I wrote a book that is unreleased and it's like, it stopped everything. So now it's like, now we have to rework the plan, which is totally fine. But it's definitely a new realm for me, one that I'm super passionate about and that I love. And I speak from personal experience. And I just feel it's important that we share our stories. So many people, and and they're afraid to speak up. You know, when I was younger, I was afraid to speak up about what I was dealing with. And I wish I had somebody to be like, hey, this is what I went through. And I, I did this, maybe it can work for you. People are way more receptive now during COVID. I feel like like we had to, you know, get so much more real and get used to like open up and like learn and just like be more human, I feel like. And yeah, yeah. people, they've been sitting with their thoughts and all their demons and all their shit. And they're like, okay, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to work, I think more than ever. So COVID has forced everyone to be way more introspective. Now more than ever, we are faced with the things that probably should should change. It hasn't been easy for a lot of people. 
How do you get certified as a life coach? You have to get the right certification and there are levels to the certification as well. There are levels to teach the certification classes, which isn't for me, but you can take those steps and, and reach the highest form of certification and do that. So how did you get inspired to start that path and process? You know, I on my Instagram started t- years ago, just talking about things I was going through and I saw how it impacted certain people. I saw the messages in the DMs I was getting and I would reply back and I just kept putting things out there, inspiring things, things I believe in, things I've been through. And it just kind of, that, that part of me started to really grow. And I, I started to see the effects of that. And I was like, wow, I actually really love to do this. I love to help people, especially women, reach their highest potential. So it really sparked from that. And do you feel coming from like a Persian and, and Mexican background that I don't know. I, I'm Egyptian and I've always felt like even when I went with, was with my family for Thanksgiving, women aren't let free and like let to explore and to really grow to be their, their best selves. And it's like not really something that's talked about. Like my mom would never stop to go to a weekend of self-care and wellness or like a, self-help or like a life. Co- that's not something. No, she stays home and cleans and cooks. Are you kidding? Wow. Yeah, no, I, we definitely live in a very different time. It's hard to not be an, an evolved individual with the internet around, you know, that that's a choice at this point. It's a choice, right? If you want to be a genuinely want to be a better person, if, even if you don't know how there are so many resources at this point to push you to find that women empowerment is a real thing. It's a real thing. We are really finally like tangible. Yes, exactly. Like we're making strides in, in all industries and it's about time. And I hope it keeps going. I hope it keeps escalating because we deserve it. Oh, I think it will not stop. Right. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's just getting where, yeah, yeah, especially here in the States, I would say more than other places, but it's like, it's a power struggle within for sure. Cause I, I, you know, growing up in that kind of household, you see, how women move. And then now you're in this new world and it's, it's a struggle. It's definitely a struggle. How do you feel like you, you balance your private life with your like work and career and social media? Like sometimes with, for me with social media, I get so uh, like addicted to my phone that I get anxiety out of things that I don't even like that are not even in my life. And sometimes I realize that when I put my phone away for like a good, like two and a half hours, it's like, it changes my thoughts and it changes my mood. Um, what's, what, what is it like for you? It's pretty similar, honestly. Like sometimes I'll find myself some days just like stuck to my phone and then I have, I have to, it's all about self-awareness, which I'm like trying to be really stern with, put it down, put it away. Like why are you, sometimes I'll ask myself, why are you even on here? There's nothing new. Like who cares? Put it down. And my release is, you know, hanging out with my husband working out or like watching films, like watching shows and films is like my release from my phone. And lately I've been really trying to make it a point to be in the moment and not stuck on my phone. Yeah. Watching films help. Yeah, for for sure. sure. What are you watching right now? I just finished uh, the undoing. Yeah, I was about I to say, I, didn't watch it I just I started it, it because everyone and their mom was posting about it. Is last it really night. good? It, I mean, the acting is, you know, it's Hugh Grant, Kidman, like, 
acting is incredible. You can't go wrong with it. And it, I like that it's only, I think, like six episodes. You can like binge real quick. Do you ever feel, I mean, with personal relationships and like even with your husband and like your close friends, do you, being in the public eye, how do you like protect those relationships? Is there a boundary you have to set? I feel like that would be very difficult to kind of set that boundary. It was at first. It's always difficult when you're younger because you're afraid, uh, just speaking personally, afraid to piss people off or afraid, you know what I mean? Like afraid to, t- afraid to like start things with people. But as you get older, you don't care. You're like, this is about protecting my peace and protecting my family. So boundaries are first and foremost, honestly. You know, my best friends are it's my cousin and like two other girls. And it's like our, our circle is so tight. And I have like my other friends that I've known, you know, all my life. And it's like, you know, where to put people, if that makes sense. And how close to bring them in. I I'm that's boundaries. That's so true. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. It's so important. I I realized during quarantine where you don't have to spend so much time with a lot of people that you really like know who you, you know, your people are. And absolutely. It's very important. So I know you meditate a lot and you're very, I too. It's like so hard for me to sometimes. I mean, yeah, it it gets hard and I've never been able to do it consistently Mm -hmm. for like, more than two weeks, I don't think. But what other tools or methods besides therapy and meditation have really helped your mental well-being and, and mental health? I am a bookworm. Like reading just helps me. It's like that mental release. I always have a book on me pretty much. Like I have one in my car. I actually, I have one right here sitting next to me. Like it's just my, my way of like calming my mind. Um, I try to read before bed because I'll sleep better. Working out helps me as well. That's like mind, body, and spirit for me completely. I don't always like working out. Same. <laughs> I like, I'm like, yay. Same. Yeah, but it has to happen. In order for me to feel my best self, it has to happen. So You seem very bal- balanced and like I can, I can feel your light. You, it feels like whatever you, the work that you did there, it'd be like, it really like, Thank you. I, I can, I can feel it. That means so much. Cause some days, even when I'm like feel off balance, I just have to remind myself of how far I've come. So that means a lot. Thank you. It shows. I feel yeah. like, yeah, you can tell. I mean, I think when people have done the work and, and do really try to to be of service to others in the world as well. Like you can see the light and you can feel the energy. You can feel the energy. It's even through the screen, yes. through the Zoom screen. <laughs> you know, like there's people you Zoom with and you're like, I cannot wait to get the fuck off no. this Zoom. Like, and I'm like, I'm turning it off. I'm muting it. I'm turning my camera off. I cannot. Um, it's her smile. Look I at her. Know. When do you feel the most real? Ooh, um, definitely being at home and just chilling. Even if I have like my family over, um, I'm never, I'd like, I'm not big on like makeup and stuff, which a lot of people think I am, but like my normal days, I'm not wearing anything. I have people over, I'm not wearing any makeup. I don't, I don't know, just when I'm like chilling out, I just feel my best self then. But also I feel my best self in front of the camera. 
acting or modeling for sure. It's like two extremes. I don't know. It's there's two different sides of the coin. Yeah, it's tapping into two it's, different. Yeah, it's yeah, when you're on when true. you're on stage, you feel like that's another side of yourself that you get to like you know live in, and it's 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 empowering. I feel like very much so. Absolutely. What advice would you give someone who is just about to start their journey with therapy? Um, I think consistency and honesty is key. You're never going to evolve if you go two or three times. Life doesn't work that way. Things happen to us every day and, and it's life is unpredictable and, and everything changes. Um, so I feel like consistency is definitely key. Honesty is definitely key because if you're walking into therapy and only saying half the stories or, you know, or I'm, I'm fine a little bit and like not really saying everything, you're not going to get the full results that you need to be your best self. Well, I went through four therapists until I found one in my life. Yeah, you got to find the one that's right for yes. you. Yes, the first one, the second one, third one, it might not be the right one for you. Like dating, right? You got to like... And it is like, it is like, it's so much like dating because you're letting this person to your soul and like letting them see yeah. all of you. Exactly. Exactly. But when you find the right one, it's exactly. like, exactly. It's, it's a, the one. yeah, it's like dating. Like it's like, yeah, uh, you know, exactly. Yeah. Where can people connect to you, find you, keep up with you? You can find me on Instagram, Nazanin Mandy. Um, I'm not on any other platforms because I, I can't do it. It just, my like mental health cannot handle all those different platforms to be completely honest. So just Instagram, that's it. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for coming on and we'll be on the lookout for, I feel like you have a lot of new stuff coming out. I, I do. I cannot wait till 2021. I'm like really looking forward to it. So. Yeah.